people don't give shit. <laughs> We're giving them the business. All the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. He got it. Goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run all the way back. I'm so mad, dude. I'm so mad this week at college football. It's all, all because of Kentucky, man. Kentucky. You know, as a Gator fan, this back-to-back years we've lost to Kentucky, and it's just, it's. This, you know what? This is why I'm working on another glass of whiskey. Yeah, and you know what? I so, I'll go over my locks from last week because I think a lot of us didn't do, you had the over in Bama Davis that one didn't hit Justin had Bama minus 20 that one didn't hit he also had A&M that one didn't hit so Justin's got to take a shot he'll gladly take a shot considering his Marshall team beat Notre Dame yeah, so he said he'd take a shot for Marshall. So I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him he owes us two shots. But here you go. Here's here's a shot for being the worst college football lock podcast on YouTube. <laughs> we we're not doing good. We're not doing good. Don't don't take the advice from us. But you know what? I was close on a couple of them. Oh fuck! All right. Hey. I'll be in New Orleans this weekend. We're actually staying right across the street from the Harris Hotel. What are you doing in New Orleans? Oh, we're going to the uh, Bucks Saints game. Oh, that'll be fun. I I have the Bucks winning that one. I got the Bucks winning that one. We'll see. The Saints squeaked it out against the Falcons. What's going on? They did. That was a comeback too. Yeah. This is a pro football podcast, but I was watching that in the gym. Back to uh, quickly, just I'm revisiting our locks. So I had Tennessee six and a half. That one hit. Um, that was good. I, that was I a hit. hit. That was a hit. Thank God for that overtime win. Yeah. And then that that overtime win pushed me through. I had Oklahoma State uh, hitting the over. Where are they at? I'm just trying to remember. Where are they? You, you had Oklahoma State hitting the over? Yeah, I'm loading it now. It mm, seems like a fairly low score for a... Yeah, I don't I don't remember what the over was because I didn't write it down. It was 58. Here. It was 58. 58. Let me do some math. Nope, I fell short. I fell short by a touchdown. There you go. Now, Joey, on the other hand, he had UTSA minus two. I'm pretty sure that one hit, and Kentucky hit. So, Joey, congratulations. You won last week. It's a rare occurrence. Probably won't happen again the rest of this season. A rare victory for a Seminole fan. Yeah, rare victory for the criminals. All anyway. They're 3-0. Yeah, they're 3-0. Uh, FSU? No, well, no, they didn't play last week. They did not play oh, last week. That's right. They do play this Friday, though. Yeah, no, two of them still. 
They play Louisville this Friday, which Louisville kind of surprised me. And we're just going off the top with that victory at UCF. So we can just start there because that was a Friday night game. Uh, Louisville 20, UCF 14 in the bounce house. So Louisville bounces back after that loss against yeah. Syracuse. Um, Syracuse looking like an okay team. And we'll talk more about that later. Boise State bounces back against that loss against Oregon State. Same Friday night, 31-14. I don't really have much for you there. Uh, I'm looking forward to FSU-Louisville game. That's going to give me kind of an idea of where FSU is. Because I have an idea of what I think about Louisville right now. And I'm not going to say what it is. I'm not going to trash talk them or anything. But I, I think FSU is better at this point. But we'll, we'll just have to see. Let's see if uh, there's consistency. I guess is what I'm is what I'm looking for with FSU. I'm like uh, I don't even want to talk about. It. All right, so starting off big, uh, Alabama at Texas. This game was way better than I thought it would awesome. be. Awesome. Yeah, it was a great great ball game to watch. And you know Texas, Texas should have won this one. Alabama is two and zero, injuring Texas quarterbacks in the 21st century. Yeah, and you so, know, yeah. there was an article written before the game that discusses the biggest two-word sentence in all of sports is what if. I mean, that could apply to anything in life. But that they were they were referencing the Texas-Alabama National Championship game when Colt McCoy went out in the first quarter, went out in the first drive. Well, then Quinn Evers, or Ewers, does the same exact thing. He gets absolutely body-slammed. It, a rightful 15-yard penalty. I probably broke his collarbone. I don't. I don't think they announced exactly the extent of the injury. It looked like a broken collarbone, so he might be out for the rest of the year. Which is, God, that was unfortunate because he was playing such a good game. But then give it to Hudson Card. You know, he came in. They were playing a little conservative with him, but then it got to the point where it's like, all right, we got to play. We have. We have to let him do his thing because we're not going to beat Alabama if we don't. And he looked pretty solid throughout most of the game. Unfortunately, here was the big issue. You gave Alabama a minute and a half to move down the field. Yeah, and, that is, that is and the And you're only up by two. Now, they kicked a clutch field goal. The guy, Carrot Top, that guy. That's uh, right. Uh, the guy, Burt Auburn. Uh, another another Texas kicker with a cool Great name. For a kicker, a kicker to beat Alabama, too. Kicker named Auburn. Yeah, How great was that again? Like, just nails a clutch field goal, but again, only gives you a two point lead. Uh, a two point or a one point lead. It was one of those two. It didn't matter. And I mean, come on, you're asking Alabama to only get in field goal range with a minute and a half to go. You're taking that every time. That's a sure enough bet. And it happened. I mean, I don't know how many people were really surprised that Alabama went down the field and managed to win the game with a minute and a half to go. And all they had to yeah. do was kick a little to win. And it happened. And that's what a championship team is going to do. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to Texas. They played their ass off in this game with a backup quarterback against a good Alabama team. Uh, and then, sure enough, one of my best friends, uh, uh, he you know, he's in the wedding coming up. Uh, Rudy, I think you've already met him. His name's Ben. Like, he's like your typical Alabama fan, right? Like, Alabama has won, what, six or seven national championships in 2008. And... They have one bad game, and they are so cynical about the outlook of the season. So sure enough, he's like, we're going to lose like three or four games this year. Like, you're mostly not going to. You might lose a game or two, but you're still Alabama. 
Yeah, I I will say I will say that uh, Alabama fans tend to do that, but so do a lot of fan bases. But Alabama, you're especially spoiled. So if you're a fan of Alabama and and you're getting worked up over this, I mean, to be honest though, I do. I kind of came away with the same perspective. I was like, Alabama might drop a couple of games if they don't get better because they, aside from that one McCollum long run, like 80 yard touchdown run. There wasn't really much going on the ground for Alabama. And this this clip is probably one of the most clutch plays from last week. And this one made me mad because I hate missed calls. I hate missed penalty calls. I hate missed penalty calls, especially when they're on Alabama and especially when they're just so crucial in here. And what I'm talking about is this right here. I don't, you know, there's hold a certain amount of holding allowed. In football, right? You get inside under the pads, and typically you're not going to call that. But right here, I think it's just too egregious. It's too blatant not to call it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you saw this in the game, Davis, but this is this is that Bryce Young run where he clutched the the first down and gets out of bounds and puts it within field goal range. Go on, roll it right there. First of all, great dip by Bryce Young. Very athletic move. His cornerback transfer from Ohio State. He would have had him. Did not. Didn't. Could not wrap up and make the tackle. But what? See how low he is. Very low to the ground. And then right there, that was the hold. You might have missed it. Look at look at his shoulder pad. His shoulder pad was sticking up in the air. And the rest is history. So yeah, and I mean, imagine how clutch that tackle would have been. With twenty, with with what thirty five seconds to go at the time, and to put Alabama out of field goal range again, forcing them to use another timeout when it's crunch time, mm-hmm. and then Bryce Young, he's a Heisman Trophy winner for a reason. He he understands the game better than most people. He knows how to get out of pressure situations, and he also knows how to play in pressure situations. And he That's got right. out of that sack, and he ran for twenty plus yards. That's what a Heisman Trophy winner is supposed to do, and that's what he did. It frustrated the hell out of me, wanting to see the upset. But the second he got away, I mean, that that, that said everything you needed to know about how the game was going to end. Yep, yep, it did. But nonetheless, what a great game. Texas, hold your head high. Hopefully this year is looking good and looking up for you. Don't, don't be like Florida last year and after barely losing Alabama, just go downhill, man. It, well, that, that was a great game to watch. And it's going to be interesting to see if Carr going forward gets back healthy um, because they have a good UTSA team coming up, and I'm sure we'll, we'll briefly touch on that. That's no, they're only 11 point favorites in in the spread that I saw earlier today. I don't know if that's still the spread, but looking at that, I'm wondering what the situation is going to be like on Saturday when they come into town because UTSA they they played two good football teams. They played Houston. And then they played – who else they played? Do you remember who they played? Oh, um, Sorry, it, was, it, was an, it was a Big 12 school, I think. Let me look, let me look. I'm, look, I'm looking right now. Army. They played Army. They won in overtime. Okay, so these are – I Army's mean, still, Army's always got a hard-hitting football team. Yeah. So I'm not going to down Army, especially the week after September 11th. Get down Army a week after September 11th. Anyway, um so Georgia here, 33-0, Sanford. Play someone real. Uh, Ohio State, same. They beat Arkansas State 45-12. Yeah, 
Michigan, 56-10 to Hawaii. Um, uh, you hope Michigan has just gone ahead and stuck with with uh, McNamara as their quarterback. I mean, J.J. McCarthy, um, solid, solid second option. But, I mean, and he'll probably still see the field if Michigan were to struggle down the road. I mean, they didn't exactly have the toughest opponents. But Michigan looking good so far. I think I, I'm okay with them being ranked number four. They're looking good. No, you, I mean, you know what? I, I was hearing on – it was either Josh Pate's podcast, which um, – which comes on on Tuesday nights as well, or the Cover Three podcast. I think both CBS broadcasts. They they're in favor of of um, not not McNamara. What 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 was the other guy's name that you just oh, said? JJ McCarthy. Yeah, they're they're in favor of McCarthy. And so I need to watch Michigan and see. I've just there were too many other games going on. I couldn't watch. Um, I couldn't justify watching this Michigan Hawaii game. But I know Michigan's got a f- good football team. And I'm going to watch them this year. And we're going to see. I think they're playoff caliber. Out of any of the teams that I've seen, they seem like they're pretty consistent here in at least being able to score points and being able to have a good defense and stop. And McCarthy, stop. I mean, he, he passed for 229 in the game, you know. And he led, he led, the, he led the way. Yeah. All right. Um, so they beat Hawaii, and Michigan's looking good. I'm going to give them props. Uh, Pat's in the chat. What's up, Pat? What's up, Magoo? Thanks for joining the chat. Guys, both my teams lost to shite teams. Yeah, well, yeah, Louisville's a pretty shite team, and I thought UCF was going to win too, so that was a heartbreaker for you. And you said Bama's going to win the ship. I don't know. Not playing yeah, like that, they are. They're hey, not. Georgia's looking pretty damn good, man. Like, yeah. That could be another fun one come, come uh, December. Yeah, the SEC might be in shan- – like, besides Georgia, because I think Georgia is still going to run the East, SEC might kind of um, cannibalize itself a little bit. I I don't know. Um, so, speaking of the SEC, well, let's go. Clemson beat Furman 35-12. Still not super impressed with Clemson. I don't know why they're hanging out at five. And we can go over these rankings in a little bit and see – see what we would do differently. Maybe we need to make up our own top 25 because I'm looking at the top 25 and I'm like, I don't know what these voters are doing. And, and last week when they put Florida at 12, I was like, Florida's way too high right now. Well, they, they were enough. generous. You know, they look good against a good Utah team. Utah destroyed Southern Utah. That's not really saying much, but I don't know. They, they gave them some love. I think they were also respecting the fact that Utah, um, they, they gave a lot of respect to Utah. Uh, I don't know. I have a lot of stuff to say about Florida right now. We yeah, I mean, we'll get there, but just the top 25 in general, I'm seeing some teams that are not on there that I'm like, I would definitely put some of these teams on there and not maybe, – maybe I don't think they're going to be in the top 25 at the end of the year, but right now with the schedule that they played, I will put them in there. Like Mississippi State, they're looking good. They just went to Arizona and beat Arizona. At a, dang, my dog is – my dog just coughed up a lung. No, I will say I, I – <laughs> like, I'm not the biggest fan of Oregon being ranked again. I mean, yeah, they they, they won their game last year. Yeah, and, and they're way, ranked way too high for my liking too. So, like, I, I, and you know, a little foreshadowing, I think they're going to get clapped this week. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, let's talk about uh, – let's talk about Texas A&M. Texas A&M? <laughs> oh, man. And Appalachia State gets – a much deserved win here in College Station. 
And I'm going to do this new thing where throughout the week I find clips from my, my the college football extravaganza Instagram, CFB extravaganza. Follow us on Instagram uh, and just post it on the show. This is a clip from right after the game in Boone, North Carolina, where mm-hmm. people just converged on the streets. If you pay attention to college football, you might have seen this going on on social media this week. Look at all that Boone, Boone coming down the street. There's cars in the middle of the street. They're getting swarmed. They're not going anywhere. This is absolutely insane. Texas A&M. You got too much talent to be losing to Appalachia State like that, but I'm so happy they did. I don't don't like how Jimbo Fisher runs the offense. I don't like anything about it. And now I think I saw him and Kevin Sumlin's records at this point in their careers at Texas A&M, and they're pretty similar, if not the same. You know, I am so excited that College Game Day wants to go to Boone. I mean, after seeing the fans rush the street the way they did, I mean, you got to give them some love. And it's exciting for the school. It's like, I always love when they go to these smaller schools to give them that kind of recognition. And App State absolutely showed out and played well. Uh, and, you know, this is a team that went the distance against a good North Carolina team. And, God, made that game so cool to watch, so much fun to watch. And to turn that around, go into College Station and then beat them like they beat Michigan uh, back in 2007, that is, that, that's a cool thing. I'm glad that College Game Day is rewarding them for that. Oh, yeah. And uh, since you guys didn't send me any memes of the week, I told, I told you guys we're going to start doing memes of the week. I found this one, and this, this is kind of like a meme, but it's just – a great, great jersey and great placement here. It's from the Georgia game. We already talked about the Georgia game. So this guy's got number 18 jersey. Please be 18. Please be 18. Great jersey, great stuff. All right. Good job. He's probably he's probably a fraternity guy. Might be a Sigma guy. Do better. Send me memes. Send me memes, bro. No memes of the week? Come on, guys. Yeah, that's right. All right. Oklahoma destroys Kent State. Yeah, no one cares about that. Uh, Here's the one that I wish – I can't believe Justin's not here for this one because he'd be going crazy. I know next week he's probably going to want some time to talk about Marshall destroying Notre Dame. And destroy – 26 to 21, went into Notre Dame and and won. And Davis – you, you probably watched this game, right? Because you got I, I watched a lot of this game. They, they, they just attacked the ball on the ground. They defended extremely well. They had two late interceptions in the game that completely sealed the, the, the pick six. For no shot. They, they at least had a glimpse of hope. So it's like, just don't mess up. Like Tyler Buckner, don't, don't mess up. Get the ball down the field. He then throws a pick six, and on the very next drive, gets knocked out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It was it was it was a little painful to watch. I mean, I have really 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 <laughs> fan, friends that are that are Notre Dame fans. I've been to Notre Dame a couple of times with them. It's a beautiful campus. It's one of the best tailgates I've ever been to in my life. Is was at Notre Dame, but man, that is disappointing. And I and you know what? I, I really don't want to discredit Marshall, but if you're the number eight team in the nation, you even you even played close with Ohio State. You gave yourself a chance against Ohio State, and then you turn around and play your first home game 
against Marshall, and that is what you do. By the way, they're now they're now a Sun Belt team. The Sun Belt had an awesome weekend. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Marshall just did the right thing. They defended well and they ran the ball extremely well, and that got them the win. <laughs> My buddy Devin's in the chat going absolutely crazy. Devin, we acknowledge you. And uh, Davis is too modest. He's not going to show his mangina. Okay, I will give your tail a much better yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Sunbelt had a great week. And, you know, Marshall, Appalachian State, probably some of the best weeks in that school's history, at least in, in the modern future college football, right? Uh, uh, for Appalachian State, at least since 2007 when they beat Michigan. So it is what it is. Uh, let's move on. Baylor and BYU, that went to overtime. Great game. Baylor's kicker missed a field goal, and um, or not Baylor's kicker, BYU's kicker missed a field goal and almost just lost it on the sideline. This was one of the more beautiful moments from last week. I will share this with you guys. I thought it was I thought it was awesome when they won the game. BYU's quarterback went over and, and embraced BYU's kicker. Just let him know, hey, we'll get him next time. But this was a great game to watch. And yeah. I, I've i been calling it. I think BYU is special this year. I think they're super special. And I think they got a good enough schedule to where if they win out, we're talking about playoffs. Oh, BYU. BYU absolutely has the cal- – I mean, they're like Notre Dame in a way where they schedule tough teams. They're independent. They schedule tough teams. They win those games. They could very much find themselves in the playoffs at the end of the year, just like Notre Dame has found themselves in the playoffs on multiple situations. Uh, but here's here's where I would – if BYU does end up being that team, please don't be – like, you know how we have the Randy Marsh uh, sound where he shits the bed or shits whatever he's doing? Like, mm-hmm. please, that's been Notre Dame every time they've gotten into playoffs. And now people – discredit Notre Dame in a way, especially when they get to the playoffs. BYU can't be that team moving forward. Why are you taking a swig for? Uh, you lose a bet or something? No, we're getting we're getting into it. Um, well, I'm going to join you in just a second. Yeah, keep going. All right. So, and you guys in the chat tell me if you, if you see USC and you're getting scared because that offense is looking – very, very scary. Yes. USC looked really good against Four Roses. Small bash. That's a small bash burger. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. USC's positioned well. And they got a couple a couple games here and there that they need to watch out for. Name, namely for me, Oregon State, UCLA. Not Notre Dame anymore. That's to wrap up the season. But I think those two games, looking at the schedule as of right now, and with them ranked at number seven, you're also looking at USC if they're a Pac-12 champion. They're in the playoffs too. And, oh, without a doubt. And people are begging, yeah. like Miami. People are begging for USC to be that team again. And I hope Miami continues to play well. They have been playing well. And I actually also like how the people rank them fairly conservatively, kind of like USC. You know, these are teams that people want to play well. And uh, I mean, honestly, I want it too. It's good ratings. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I, I, I think their defense needs to be tested a little bit more. I don't like the 28 points Stanford hung up on them there. And to be honest with you, I didn't get to watch all of this game either because I was watching the Florida game. And and I think I was watching the Pittsburgh-Tennessee game. 
as well. We, all, so, we watched it together. Yeah, so. We and, together. And, yeah, awesome. that was fun. Yeah, so USC, got to do a deep dive on them here in the upcoming weeks. But all's, all's well that ends well. I mean, it looks, it looks good for them in my eyes. Looking yeah, at the schedule. Here's um, the one thing, kind of like Miami a couple years ago, USC is good for that one unexpected loss. They're mm-hmm. good for it, and it can't happen. Like Miami, they were undefeated, and they lost to a four-win Pittsburgh at the end of the year. It about drove me through a wall, and I'm not even a Miami fan. But I wanted to see the U back. So, and like I said, I think that unexpected, I, I think that unexpected loss is built in with Oregon State, mainly. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but I'm saying that is, that's a trip-up game for sure. All right, we'll move on. Arizona State, Oklahoma State. This game, uh, I got to see Emory Jones play a little bit for Arizona State, and not not too impressed. Oklahoma State took care of this one, thirty-four to seventeen, and Arizona State liked to come back. I think it was seventeen to three at one point, and then Arizona State made it seventeen to ten, and then Oklahoma State kind of ran away with it there at the end. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't watch a second of that game, even though I even though I took the over on it. I was like, I'll check on it later. Yeah, I, I, you know what? And I, last week looking at it, I was like, I think I would take the over on this one too because I didn't trust either defense. But it, I don't think the over hit there. And nope, no touchdown short. Yeah, just touchdown short. And that was unexpected for me. So, well, uh, it would have been a push even if it did hit. You know, I, we need to go to football school or something because this is getting depressing, Davis. We're, we're losing money on this podcast. I'm going to cry. All right. This one sucks. So, Kentucky came into the swamp and highly defensive game. This is mainly the game I watched being a Gator fan. I knew it was a big game because this is the the Kentucky, the SEC East. This is Mark Stoops. And congratulations to Mark Stoops for getting the all-time record. He either tied or broke the all-time record for Bear Bryant. Most wins. I think he tied it in this game. Yeah, so tied the most wins for a head football coach at Kentucky. That's good stuff for the Kentucky program. And it's not that many. I, I don't think it's that many wins, to be I honest. Mean, but no, Mark Stoops has been at that school for a while. Like, yeah, he's been, he's been there for a while, but I think the win, it's like it's like 60. I think it was, I think it was 63? Yeah, something like that. So in this game, as a Gator fan looking at it, we had wide receivers dropping balls. Anthony Richardson wasn't consistent like he was last week uh, with with his throws. Last week uh, against Utah, or the week before against Utah, I think he was making some really good throws and putting some balls where they needed to be. I mean, here, Heisman conversation. Yeah, and here he uh, sometimes threw the ball and no one was around. And after the game, he and Billy Neighbor kind of put it on themselves and were like, we both take responsibility for this loss. It's like maybe you should. I don't. I, the whole team. It's a it's a team sport, right? But to me, I think the defense played well. I think they played excellent. They had a turnover, and the offense has got to do their job and score some points. And yeah, it was a tough. It was a tough one to lose. That pick six. That second intercept. The first yeah. interception I can almost get over. But that second interception. Uh, I think it was fourth and one, and. He threw it, and a great play by the defensive lineman, defensive end. So 
big paw out there and pretty much knocked it down and grabbed it in and then took it to the no he didn't take it to the house he got thrown down but they eventually scored on that drive so it led to well, a score well before the game kentucky did say that you know they, they watched all the film and they very confidently said he's not going to be able to run on us like he did against utah mm-hmm. and you know what they were right they they shut him down running wise he couldn't get away I mean, I was really hoping on the those fourth downs that you mentioned that he would utilize his legs and just get enough for the first down and live to see four more downs. And he forced a lot of stuff. And then that pick six, I really think, was the turning point for the Gators because never at any point did they look comfortable. Never. It's like they killed all of their progression, That if there was any. They had some in the first half, but the second half, just a complete shutdown. And I, I'm going to credit Kentucky because Kentucky, Kentucky defend, defended the ball extremely well. They really shut down Anthony Richardson. They did such a good job good job on defense. And then this is where I'm going to kind of throw it back on Anthony Richardson. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if you were still there at Seville when we were watching the game. But I turned and said, I'm going to put this loss on Anthony Richardson. I yeah, mean, I was there. Kentucky. But if I'm going to point the finger, because, come on, why not? I'm going to put it on Anthony Richardson. You know, he won us the game against Utah, with the exception of the uh, uh, the interception in the end zone. Like, he, 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 he basically led the way against Utah. He was the complete opposite against mm-hmm. Kentucky. He looked so uncomfortable. And then also, dude. You, when your guy is 10 yards away, you don't have to throw it 100 miles an hour. You don't have to take the guy's head off when you throw the football that close. And that's just what I saw was when he got comfortable, he resorted to just throwing it as hard as he could and hoping it got there. But in reality, it got nowhere near the player because he just couldn't relax, put a little touch on the ball, and see if he, if he can connect with his receivers. He got so impatient and so uncomfortable in that second half. That's what did the game, I think. Yeah. I would like to go back and watch a lot of those read play. Well, I think they're read plays because normally you'd like to see a quarterback like Richardson keep the ball and, and make a play happen on the outside. You know, if that if that DN is crashing in or whatever read they got, maybe, maybe it's a linebacker, but usually I think it's a DN. If he's crashing in take the ball and, and run with it on the read option. And a lot of times he was just handing it off and Kentucky was really good at stopping the run. So I'm, I'm curious if it was not a read, if it was just the game plan to kind of hammer, hammer that dive play. But, and, and, and that was, uh, and that was something that you and I talked about was if, if they're doing like a quarterback read, he's not reading the defense well at all, but it could have been a dive play, but I don't know, man. When you have a quarterback like like Anthony Richardson, you should do these quarterback reads. And if that was the case, another reason why I'm pointing the finger. If this was, if that was the case, he wasn't reading the defense well at all. But that's why I'm going back to credit Kentucky. They defended extremely well, and I have to give them credit. They won the ball game. Yep. All right. Good job, Kentucky. All right. Utah smothers Southern Utah. In a terrible fashion, 73 to 7. Michigan State, 52 0. Davis, stop me if you want to talk anywhere. Miami, 30 to 7. Good job, Miami. You got a tough game coming up, potentially. 
potentially not a tough game next week. South Carolina, Arkansas. This one was closer than I thought. Um, I'm glad Arkansas got the win. I had Arkansas winning. I just wasn't sure. This was kind of a, a benchmark for me, a benchmark game for me, judging South Carolina and Arkansas in the SEC. So Arkansas gets the win there. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. I, I watched this game, and one, one of the craziest tight end plays I've ever seen here happen. I wonder if I – yeah, right here. All right. I'm going to share the screen with this one. And this one, this game was back and forth, went into overtime. And like David said, we, we called this one, so that was good. So I got to turn that off. Tight end gets the ball. And this is earlier in the game in the first half, but what a hurdle. What a great play. That was cool. That, that was really awesome. What yeah. a, one, of the, one of the best plays I've ever seen out of a tight, a tight end. Almost um, Jordan Reed-esque. Not, yes. Not going to go there. But the Last time I he mean, tried leaving when he fumbled against Georgia. Yeah, yeah. So we won't go there. But good job, Tennessee, getting that win. That's a tough environment to go into, going into Pittsburgh and getting that win in overtime because that place was rocking um, the first week yeah. against West Virginia. And, you know, it's not, not an easy place to play. That, AKA used to be Heinz Field. So... Yeah, it's very weird that it's no longer Heinz Field. I don't remember what they call it. I mean, these sponsorship names, it'll, it'll change after whenever. But A Sheron Field or something like that? I don't oh, know. Oh, you're right, yeah. It's like a sure. It's a sure or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, NC State. Up. NC State gets the offense going against Charleston Southern, 55-3. to um, Washington State beats Wisconsin at Wisconsin, 17-14. to and, Big upset. Yeah, it's a big upset, and... Things are looking up for the Pac-12, too. So if you're a Pac-12 fan, which, you know, we're, we're Southeast podcast, so I don't, I don't see any Pac-12 fans in here. But Washington State going in to Wisconsin and beating them in a low-scoring defensive ball game like this, kind of beating Wisconsin at their own game, I'm like, okay, if, if Washington State win, wins this game, it's going to be 63-61, to 61, something like that. No, 17-14, to 14, and I, I kind of counted this game out. To me, like they, I wanted to watch the Tennessee Pittsburgh game, and they had this game on the big on one of the big TVs, and I was like, Look, we gotta go somewhere else. I want to watch Pittsburgh Tennessee game, but I stand and corrected. They were, and they were expecting, you know how you, we've come to expect Washington State to throw like 450 passing yards a game. No, I mean, they, I mean, obviously, Mike Leach is no longer there anymore. Graham Mertz led the way passing. And they lost. So, I mean, that's a typical Wisconsin game to score 14 points. But Washington State still walk away with the win. That's good for them. Big win for the Pac-12. Yeah. All right. Onward. Ole Miss takes care of Central Arkansas, 59-3. Still haven't selected the starting quarterback, though. They're still evaluating. Yeah, and that, I mean, because they haven't really played anyone. So, you got plenty of time to do that. That's that's good. I'm pretty sure they have a game coming up this week that we're going to talk about. Uh, Wake Forest take care of Vander- takes care of Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt, 45-25. to 25. Sam Hartman's back. He threw for 300 yards. So Wake yeah. Forest is officially back. Watch out, ACC. And, and he had a blood ACC clot. Players. That was why he was out. He had a blood clot. So glad mm-hmm. that he's doing okay. Yeah, and we suck because we assumed it was because he was absolutely batshit crazy. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's our bad, Sam. Our bad, guys. Yeah. 
Houston falls to Texas Tech in double overtime, 33-30. to 30. Congratulations, Texas Tech. Houston, you're on my shit list right now because I like betting. I like betting Houston, but you know, I like picking Houston, but I'm not going to do it until, until I can know that you're going to beat teams by more than three fucking points or, or just absolutely get blown out. If you start absolutely getting blown out, then I'm going to start picking you just the opposite way. All right. Um, Northwestern at Duke. I want to hit this one because I, I, I have a play that just breaks my heart. Speaking of Jordan Reed and, and that fumble in the end zone, this uh, running back hole uh, who I praised for doing a really good job against Nebraska in that opening weekend, he fumbles the ball out of the end zone here against Duke and loses them the game. So that's tough. That's a tough one. 12 seconds left on the clock. You're there to score a touchdown and potentially tie the game up. That's rough. Congratulations, Duke, on this win. That's a tough pill to swallow. You're going to be you're going to be thinking about that all week. Try and get past it. it sucks. Tough. Tough, tough, tough. And, oh, and then I shouldn't have, shouldn't have stopped screen sharing. <clears throat> I want to share this one play from the um, from the Mississippi State and and uh, Arizona game. It said easily the most chaotic play of the day, and I agree. Quarterback draws back, breaks one tackle, steps up, bump fake, got number two, real fucking good, still okay. running around, yards back got number two and another guy, broke those tackles. Send go long, throws the ball, just to get tipped and picked. Oh, what a block! Yeah, it was a crazy play. That was just a crazy play that we saw. Uh, I gotta tell you, man, I wish I wish I was able to sleep or stay up late. I should say because these uh these Pac-12 games, man, they kill me sometimes. Here's something crazy that I also saw: some LSU fan was drunk off of his ass. And just walked onto the field. He wasn't. He wasn't like streaking or anything. He was just. He was like, where the play? It was so casual. Yeah, he was just He's like, where the fuck am I? He's like, mm, got a nice place here. Well, and then watch this as security like also kind of strolls their way over to He's get like, him. Oh shit! Oh shit! Cops! No, oh, he, just, like, he like slaps his hand out of the way. Yeah, he, he's like, where am? I? Dude, they know he's fucked up. Just, they're trying to be so cool about it. They're like, just get off the field. Come on. Dude. Yeah, until this guy just grabs yeah. him. He's like, hey, get the fuck down. <laughs> at some point, when you're just being a little asshole, like... Look at, this, look at this guy coming in, just pushing his head in the ground. Like, eat the grass for a second. I'm kind of... <laughs> this is cool I'm, guy I'm right there. That kind of stuff. Like, if you're going to be that stupid, I mean, props to him. I mean, I hope he's not a student there on scholarship because that might wreck it for him. But... And mom and dad clearly see that. Like, mom and dad are like, God damn it. Yeah. Like, God damn, damn it, Jeffrey. Really. What are you doing out on the fucking field? I'm like, we're paying, paying for you to go here. I follow Pat McAfee, obviously. And on Saturdays, it's just great to follow him because he posts shit like this all the time. And he's back on game day. Yeah, and he's on game day. That is, that is, that's the news of the week for me. I He is modern day Lee Corso, I guess. And speaking of Pat McAfee and stuff, Barstool is doing their tour around their Barstool book, whatever it's called, college 
book tour, whatever. And the Iowa Hawkeyes offense, you guys can you hear this? suck and you know it. That's why, that's why none of you, that's why none of you can throw and hit me. If I want to spit some papers out of you, throw the fucking ball. And these Iowa fans just go absolutely nuts on them. They're throwing cans and stuff. She's pre- She just got hit with a full beer can in the head. Yeah, she's pregnant. She needs to be careful. Yeah, no. She She's like, hey, guys, well, calm down. Well, that's, 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 that's 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 that. well, remember remember when we went to the uh, the world's largest cocktail bowl in uh, 2018 and we just missed the Barstool college game day version? No, I didn't. You were there. I know I was there. I just – I know we went to the college game day. But I just remember having to game day before go through the crowd. I want to go to one. I really want to go to one. That's that to me. That'd be super fun. All right. Uh, what other games do we have? We ought to move on to next week. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's it. We're gonna move on to week three. It's a new week for all of us. And Friday night we got Florida State and Louisville. Florida State goes to Louisville. Here. And the spread is minus two and a half for FSU. I think that's a good spread. Um, and I think I'm going to lock it up. I, 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 I thought about this one. And I think after watching Louisville the last two weeks, they're pissing me off because they cost me money in my parlay in week one. And then last week, I thought UCF was going to win and they played them close and they won. So it's a spite that I'm, I'm picking Florida State to win this one after being at, at the LSU game. But I'm not super comfortable with it, I will say, because Florida State liked to give that one up to LSU. But I'm going to go ahead and lock it in just for funsies. Wait, do we have sound effects today? Yeah, did you hear that? No, I didn't hear it at all. You son of a bitch. I've been locking, I've been playing Kentucky Yes and shit all night. I haven't heard any of that shit. Oh, whatever. It's all good. As long as, long as it's... It Maybe other people hear it. I don't hear it. Let me make sure. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, oh, well. We'll be all right. Hey, I heard that. I heard that. There you go. All right. I think we're good. I guess we're good now. But, okay, so... Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not betting on this game. Actually, if I, if I really went a certain direction, only because I'm not quite confident in Florida State just yet, I would take Louisville to to win this game. But um, it's not. It's not anything I would touch. I, I'm gonna pass on that one. But I, I think if you ask me, like point blank, I think Louisville will probably win the game. Can you guys in the chat hear this one? Kentucky is. Yeah. I hear it. I hear it. Oh yeah. I hear it. They hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he hears it now, you're good. Who cares? I've been who caring all night long, dude. I've been. You gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta let me know next time. I, I was who caring everyone. Well, how the hell were you supposed to know? You didn't give us any kind of a thing. That says, I said who cares. I said who cares like five times whenever we're going down number one teams playing fucking cupcakes in know, the beginning be- of the show. Oh, all right. God. All right, Saturday, Georgia at South Carolina. This one's a no-brainer for me. I got Georgia winning all the all the way. I don't think South Carolina is quite as good as they were last year. The minus twenty-four yeah. might be a lot for me, though. Yeah, well, minus twenty-four is a lot. But Spencer Rattler with South Carolina. I mean, 
not looking good right now. It's early. Not looking too good. I mean, he didn't look that great in week one either. So, I mean, no. this is a guy that went from being a potential number one overall pick to, I mean, he's going to have to play next year. And hopefully you can turn it around. Yeah. So, there we go. I don't think any of us want to touch the, the locks yeah. there. Uh, um, welcome to the chat. Squilliam. Uh, Squilliam Caggle. FSU by 17. You know, maybe. Kaggle or Kaggle? It's it's Kaggle. I just called him. I just, just fucking with him. <laughs> all right. Uh, Michigan hosts UConn. That's going to be Michigan all the way. They're going to continue and test this quarterback situation out with McNamara and and uh, McCarthy. And it's minus 47. Honestly, I thought about touching this one. I really did. I thought about touching it hard. Like, like they don't want to be cut. I mean, those are sucker bets. I I feel like they're sucker bets. That's just too big of a spread. Although UConn sucks. Yeah, they suck. Um, but I, I, it's too. It's just too much. Uh, I mean, yeah, Michigan's look great. Uh, I'm gonna hold off on Michigan, um, or at least on a spread that large. All right, here here we go with this one. Uh, Scott Frost fired from Nebraska after losing to Georgia Southern last week. He's kaputs. And now we got Oklahoma coming into town, revival of the old Big 12 rivalry. And I think Oklahoma has this. It's minus 11 and a half. I think I would take that. I'm not going to spend any locks on it, but I, I got Oklahoma winning this game. Uh, I'm spending a lock on it, but not in the spread. I'm spending it on the over and under. The over and under is 67. I think I've in the past said anything with the Big 12. Um, Nebraska is the Big 10, but... Um, still, I mean, they both formally came from the Big 12. I would always say take the over. No, I'm taking the under on this one. I think both teams are going to keep it below the threshold. Nebraska is not going to score a whole lot. And Oklahoma will win the game, and they'll probably win by a good margin, but I don't think they're going to hit that over. So give me the under, lock it in. Locking in the under yeah. at 67 for Oklahoma, Nebraska. I like that bet. I do. That's a good yeah, one. That's just a big over under for a Nebraska team that's just not looking good. Uh, they're struggling right now. They're in a bad spot. They just fired their coach. Oklahoma's looking good, but we're still kind of mm-hmm. figuring them out. Uh, although I do love Dylan Gabriel. Good guy, but I think they, the under is going to hit. Nice. All right. Uh, Kentucky at Texas State. I think or Youngstown, Youngstown State comes to Kentucky. And I'm just saying this one just so I can use sound effects so you guys at home get to hear the Kentucky yes sound effect because you didn't hear it earlier. Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky's going to win this game, guys. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, Texas State at Baylor. Um, Baylor, they need a game to get back on that winning streak after losing to BYU. Baylor's not a bad football team because BYU is not a bad football team. So I think obviously Baylor's going to win this game. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, they'll win the game and they'll probably hit the over on this one as well. But I'm not going to touch it. Thirty. Also, another one where they're they're the thirty point favorite, but coming off a loss. I'm going to hold off on them for right now. I, I hadn't even been looking at this game also to give you any kind of opinion on it. So mm-hmm. we'll win though. Yeah. Here's the game. Uh, there was a spread in the Vegas insider. There's no spread on, on ESPN.com. It's minus one uh, for, for Purdue and Purdue at Syracuse. This is not a top 25 game, but I want to point it out because it's a very interesting game. And, in my mind, Syracuse had they beat Louisville, and 
they beat um, UConn pretty handily, beat Louisville pretty handily. And so I think you got to watch out for Syracuse if you're talking about term in, in terms of the ACC and games like this where Purdue's kind of one of those middle-of-the-road teams. So Syracuse, I think it's a fine matchup. It looks like it's even. They have it even at on ESPN for some reason. I had Syracuse minus one earlier in the day. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go... I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Syracuse, but I don't know. I want, I'm just pointing this game out because it's very interesting. It's going to be an interesting game to watch. I think that will be an interesting game. It's a, it's a game between, well, it appears on paper, two equals. So if, if you're gambling, though, I think that's going to be a tough one to take. Mm-hmm. So I am passing on it. Also, Aiden O'Connell did not throw for a lot of lar- a lot of yards last week. He can throw over 300 yards easily. I mean, they, have, they have a pass-heavy offense. So I'm going to pass on this one. I will give it to Syracuse, though, to yeah. win the whole game. No, but you want to uh, – no, I was going to say you want to make this a shot game. We don't have to make it a shot game. That's fine. No, not that one. I, not I that one. That's I, okay. I wanna, if I'm going to pick a shot game, I'm going to mean it. All right, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> watch out UCLA for South Alabama. This this one, I don't, I don't like the spread on it. I'm just pointing this one out because the spreads – okay, ESPN has it at 15 and a half. Uh, that might be okay, but South Alabama is one of those teams. They're coming in two and zero, and UCLA got off to a slow start against Bowling Green. So that could be UCLA. Could be, UCLA, UCLA. South Alabama. They're playing South. Yeah, South Alabama's going all the way out to LA. Okay, I, mean, I wasn't seeing it on my schedule for a second. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luck to them. Yeah, they're they're gonna lose, but good luck to them. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh. They're not playing anyone this week, but I missed it last week. Congratulations, Iowa, Iowa State, to breaking that six-year losing streak to Iowa. You, you were losing to them for six years in a row for no fucking reason. And stupid turnovers. Iowa got lucky with a lot of turn, turnovers in those games. This time, I think Iowa State might have got a little lucky with a couple with a missed field goal. But you know what? I, Iowa is a train wreck on offense right now. Can we just talk about that and... and the last few weeks for Iowa, I think they have uh, more punts than points at this point in the season. That was that was a stat that I saw, and so that's why I picked Iowa. And that's not my good. Lock, my lock didn't hit because it was three and a half, and they won by three. And I should have fucking known. But listen, that's a win. That's a win in my book. Because <laughs> uh, I picked them to win. All right, Notre Dame at California. This one is also interesting to me. Because you got a Pac-12 team that no one's really talking about in Cal, and you got a team in Notre Dame that's 0-2. They need a win bad. They're, they just lost their quarterback for the season. They just lost to a Sun Belt team in Marshall, and they're still favorite 10 and a half points at home. I got California winning this one, and I'm going to use a lock on it. Or not winning this one, but I, I got them covering that 10 and a half spread, and I'm going to use a lock on this one. Yeah, so Notre Dame is going to win this game. They have to win this game. Marcus Freeman, the players advocated for him to be the head coach, and he's 0-3. Well, 0-3, Davis, there's only been two games this year. We'll, be, we'll keep in mind, he officially became the head coach last year before their bowl game. They uh, hi, they hired him. Not interim, they hired him. So he is 0-3 as their coach. No Notre Dame head coach has ever gone 0-3 to start their coaching career with that school. He's going to break the streak in this game. I, uh, but I'm kind of also with you. 
that they may not cover the spread at 10 and a half. I'm not touching it, but Notre Dame will win the ballgame. Notre Dame's going to win the ballgame? Yes. That's fine. They might win, but I think Cal's going to cover the spread. Um, I'm going to skip that one for now because I think we're going to make that one our game of the week. Yeah, that's going to be the game of the week. So we're going to skip that one. All right. Ole Miss goes to Georgia Tech. They're ranked 20, so we'll cover it. Uh, I'll pick Ole Miss to win this one. I don't I don't like that minus 16. Actually, you know what? I might like the minus 16. I'm not going to lock it or anything. But I like Ole Miss. Um, I think they'll score more points on Georgia Tech than Clemson did. Now, the defense is the issue here, but Georgia Tech doesn't have an amazing offense. I don't know. What do you what do you think about this one? Oh, I I mean Ole Miss is going to win. They're they're still figuring out their quarterback situation. Georgia Tech surprisingly though is a tough place to play at. They I mean remember when they beat Florida State about like what five or six years ago? Like, yeah, seven years ago. That was that you know what that was the other kick six, and uh, they're still figuring out their quarterback situation. They're going to win, not touching the over and under, the over and under at sixty four and a half. I'm actually very tempted to take the under in that ball game, but uh, I just don't feel confident enough. But Ole Miss will win, but I'm not locking it in. I have my two already picked out. They're going to be fun. Can't wait to get there. But yeah, Ole Miss will win. Yeah. All right. Here's a fun one and one that's going to. Show us what they're made of. The Auburn Tigers facing yes. their first Power 5 team this year. And this could have been our game of the week, too, because I'm excited to watch this game. I was excited for this game last year. Auburn barely lost to Penn State at Penn State, and now Penn State is coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium. So, Nittany Lions or the Auburn Tigers? Uh, Nittany Lions' favorite, favorite, minus three. And... That's probably accurate at this point. Auburn's only played Mercer or San Jose State, but Jordan Hare's a tough place to play, Davis. And, and you know what? Auburn did not look that good against San Jose State. They really didn't. No. And, you know, last week uh, or on Saturday when we were at Seville, my my Auburn cousins came to meet us, and they went to another room that it was like the only room showing the Auburn game because that's how small that that game really was but they struggled but there's a mindset right so you're going against Penn State they're ranked they are 2-0 just like you are but they're coming to your house that's a completely different ball game and Penn State's favored by three I think Auburn's winning this ball game I know they're winning this ball game I'm locking it in locked Auburn in well do you want to put a shot on this game? Because I got Penn State yes. winning this one. I will gladly put a shot on that game. Shot game. And I'm going to be in New Orleans watching some of that game, if I'm lucky, because um, we're, we're, we're leaving Pensacola around 1 o'clock, so we're going to miss a few football games. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we get to New Orleans and we hit Bourbon Street, we're going to be we're going to be seeing some TVs with football games on it. So nice. uh, I'll be keeping in I'll – be, I'll be checking in. I'll be, I'll be able to see some of how some of these games are going. Yeah, that's a great game to watch, too. It's 2.30 on CBS. Uh, yeah, and I could see Auburn winning this game. My The thing that's making me pick Penn State here is the week one, they went into Purdue, and that's a pretty tough place to play, and they were down bad. Not too bad, but 
they were in a bad spot and they they faced adversity and they won that game. I don't think Auburn's faced that much adversity this year up until this point and we'll see if they do how they deal with that but Penn State has and they won when they did so that's the only thing that's making me pick Penn State here all right uh moving on Appalachian State at Troy this is the college game day game of the week right is that where they're going is that actually where they're going uh wait you said App State yeah App State yeah so they're going to App State congratulations Boone you got a game day uh I hope they win I think they're gonna win against Troy We'll, we'll take a look at the spread. Um, won't waste too much time on it. 12, 12 and a half. Give, give it to him. It's college game day. Yeah. Give it. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it to App State uh, coming off that huge win. Uh, I really hope they don't have a hangover, though. God, yeah. that would piss me off if they had a hangover and then lose to Troy. So, I mean, I, I have my third lock already in mind. Not going to worry about this game. App State should cover it, though. Hopefully with no issues because Boone is going to be going freaking crazy. Boone Poon's going to be wild open, baby. All right, Alabama plays UL Monroe. Who cares? All right. Uh, Kansas at Houston. Don't care about that one either. Um, Houston hopefully bounces back from the loss. I don't know. I care about this one a little bit. I want to see how Mississippi State does and how LSU does. LSU hosts Mississippi State. LSU's dogs at home in Death Valley by plus two and a half. And I think that's right. I got Mississippi State winning this one right now and i thought about locking this one but i'm gonna save my lock for the game of the week yeah i I mean this is a game i haven't really looked at too much i don't really know how much i have to to say towards it it's minus two and a half i mean so i it's one of those things i mean mississippi state wait who are they playing again like lsu yeah okay they're playing lsu it's like it's i'm not it's weird. Like, okay, here it is. Okay, I was like looking all over my schedule. Like, where the hell is this game? It's at LSU. LSU's favored by two and a half. It's a 5 p.m. game, so it's kind of like a night game in Dev- Death Valley. It's a tough place to play still. Uh, SEC football game. Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm actually avoiding it. Just, um, I mean, Jalen Daniels, though, like, even against Florida State, he looked pretty good. He looked really good last week, and then he eventually sat down <laughs> for Gus, uh, or no, Garrett Nussmeyer mm-hmm. uh, and uh, took over the rest, but he, he, he did really well. Uh, I'm gonna hold off on this though, because Mike Leach, man, you never know what he's gonna, what trick he has up his sleeve, even at LSU. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to watch this game, and I, I want to pick Mississippi State. It's gonna be on ESPN, so prime time, and uh, well, not it's 5 p.m. That's almost prime. On oh, Saturday, it's kind of prime time. So I got, I got Mississippi State winning this one. Uh, Ohio State playing Toledo. Who cares? Oklahoma State, Arkansas playing Bluff. Who cares? Here you go. You're getting all of them that you didn't get earlier. Arkansas hosts Missouri State. Who cares? Tennessee and Akron. Who cares? Hey, hey, real quick, though. Real yeah, quick. Go ahead. Uh, Bo- uh, Bobby Petrino is the head coach at Missouri State, facing off against the team he used to be the head coach for. There you go. All right. Um, NC State hosts Texas Tech. Texas Tech coming off that overtime win, that double overtime win against Houston. Um, NC State coming off a thrashing of a cupcake, and this is a little bit of a test for NC State. We saw them get tested a little bit week one against East Carolina. East Carolina, very physical football team. I watched them last week a little bit. They're a good football team, so I don't know too much about this game. I'm going to stay away from it, but looking at the spread, minus 10, 
I got to say it's going to be closer than that. You got two 2-0 two teams coming in. This is Big 12 versus ACC. It's going to be 6 p.m. Uh, North Carolina State's going to be rocking. This is oh, going to yeah. be a fun game to watch. It'll be a fun game. NC State will win this ball game, but uh, it, that 10-and-a-half that spread, it's suspect. It makes you it, – it's like it makes you want to take Texas Tech because it seems mm-hmm. like that – far apart considering Texas Tech is coming off a win. So, uh, I, I mean, this is a game I would avoid, but tech, uh, NC State should win. And you know what? I like Devin O'Leary a lot. I saw him uh, – last week he had a crazy play where – I think it was it was only like a 10 or 15-yard run, but he lowered his shoulder and broke like three tackles and scored a touchdown. That man gets you pumped watching him run the football at quarterback. I'll tell you what. All right, moving on. Michigan State at Washington. You got another um, Power Five non-conference matchup here. I got Michigan State winning just because I'm I'm not too sure what Washington is doing this year. Washington's favorite three and a half points though, and they're two and zero. Both teams two and zero. Washington State's got wins over Kent State and um, Portland. I think that's Portland State. And likewise for Michigan State, they have wins against Akron and Western Michigan. So this is their first Power 5 game, both teams. Oh, it is, yeah. And, uh, I think it's a, a fairly black mm, <coughs> yeah. yeah, Yeah, to me. I, I don't really have much off. I mean, Washington, Washington State probably will likely win. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from it. Um, all right, UCF. Pat, I'll, I'll mention UCF for you. They go to Florida Atlantic, and you know what, Pat? After last week, Florida Atlantic might get you guys. I don't know. They might get you. I'm just teasing. I don't think they will. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to touch it. But that's an in-state game. Maybe it becomes a rivalry. That's where UCF should hang around. You know, they should hang around that Florida Atlantic, Florida International area. You know, leave it. Leave it to the big dogs to fight for the actual state championship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, Clemson hosts Louisiana Tech. Whatever the spread is, it's going to be too big. I can tell you that. 34? Yeah, no. Louisiana Tech's going to cover that. Unless they play Cade Klubnick. Unless they play him. They're covering. All right, Texas UTSA. Last, Last I said, the spread was 11. And right now it's 12 and a half on ESPN. I want to say, dude, I, I almost want to call the upset on this one just because of what happened to Texas last week and um, losing Quint Ewers and and um, the other quarterback's name is escaping my mind right now. Hudson Card. Hudson Card. I like Hudson Card. He looked he looked decent to me. He looked like a great quarterback, honestly. But he's hot. He was hobbled. He wasn't at his full health, and so I'm worried that a pumped up UTSA Roadrunners team is going to come in there and road run all over these Longhorns. And I would love to see it too. I would love to see the upset. You know, it's it's really not a bad. It's not that's really not a bad take. Uh, this this is a UTS team that you know they're a good team. They are. They are a good team. They they have they have played extremely well in both games they played. Both games have gone to overtime. Both games have been thrillers. So clearly they have something there, and they also have a fantastic quarterback. I think it's the only quarterback in the nation out of Frank uh, out of uh, Fred Harris that wears number zero. 
He's the only quarterback that wears number zero. So really, Texas, they uh, they actually should be preparing for this game very, very seriously. I know sometimes when you play a non-Power 5 team, you tend to take them a little bit less serious, and so your, mental, your mentality is a little bit different. That's that it cannot be the case against UTSA. They could beat Texas. I think they will win, but that 12 and a half, if I didn't already have another lock, I would want to take UTSA, but I have another lock. I'm going to pass on it, but UTSA could cover the spread. So keep that yeah. in mind based on how all these teams have performed. It we'll leave it. We'll leave it up to uh, Justin and Joey to get back with us to with, with some of the locks we didn't hit. We'll be like, hey, you should think about hitting that one. All right. Um, this one I stayed away from just because I don't like the numbers and how how Texas A&M plays. But Texas A&M coming off that big loss against App State. They're hosting the Miami Hurricanes. This is a cool game. I, it, you know, it has some taken away from it after that loss, but still – be careful if you're Miami not to think that Texas a and not one of those teams that'll drop a game every now and then and then come back and kick your ass. Well, yeah, I got my I got Miami winning this game, but maybe by a field goal. I have Miami winning this game, and I have them covering the spread. Not locking it in, though. But um, uh, if this game, if, if Texas a did not lose last week, I mean, this is where college game day would be. I mean, this would be a, a really cool match. This is a really cool matchup. It would be even better if Texas A&M didn't lose last week. But Texas A&M is still favored to win. That's what's crazy. And Kyle, Kyle Field is a tough stadium to play in, but yet they lost to App State. Now, Texas A&M is going to prepare a little bit differently against Miami. I think Miami will win this game, though. I think they will come in. They will win this game. And here's kind of what's, in, here's what's intriguing. 45 is the over and under. Give me the over. But I'm not locking it in. But give me the over. I, I'm only allowed. I'm only allowed a three. And I've already used two. So as an honorable mention, I want. I think Miami will cover, and I think they will hit the over. That's my honorable mention. Gotcha. Good. I'll fake like I'm typing that in because it's not going to count. All right, Utah hosting San Diego State. Uh, the spread's minus 21 for Utah. I was looking at this, and I was like, you know what? I think San Diego State might cover that, but I'm not going to touch it because I also think Utah, after putting hanging 73 up against Southern South Utah or Southern Utah. Southern Utah. Yeah, they have the ability to put up a lot of points. So I was thinking about it from last week, and then after this week I'm like, no, I'm not going to touch it. But Utah got a tough, tough San Diego State opponent opponent coming into town. Yeah, I mean, Utah's going to win this ballgame, and I think they will cover the spread. San Diego State, though, they do have a quarterback. He's from the San Diego area, and uh, in the past, he, he used to be the starting quarterback at Virginia Tech. His name is kind of escaping me, but uh, he's, he is good. He's a good quarterback, but Utah should win this game. It's a, it's a home game for him, and uh, they, they'll win, and they ought to cover the spread. They ought to cover the spread. All right. We'll see. Uh, Fresno State. Going to USC, I got USC winning this one in a big way. Minus 12, I think USC is going to cover that spread. Watch out for Fresno State. Last year, they had a good thing going. This year, not so much. They did lose first game to Oregon State. But like I said, I got it. I'm high on Oregon State for some reason. I think they're a good football team. 
Yeah, I will say though that that over and under seventy three and a half. Good God, they really see a lot of points coming from this game. I would take the under personally. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, unless there's something about Fresno State, then I am missing. They score points. They can they can score. I think they're thinking they'll score thirty, and then they're thinking um, USC is going to score like forty or something like that. Well, it is a Lincoln Riley team. All offense, no defense. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, that brings us to this week's game of the week. Wow! If you're still watching the podcast. Thank you, guys. Drop a like and subscribe here if you haven't already. That helps us out a little bit and uh, help us grow the channel. But I picked this game of the week because I'm just excited for this team, and they're going into Autzen Stadium in Eugene, Oregon. The BYU Cougars have earned the respect of this podcast, to say the least, but they haven't earned the respect of Vegas. They are dogs going into Autzen Stadium in Eugene, Oregon, plus three and a half. I'm going to use my final lock of week three on BYU. And this is the most confident I've felt in my locks all week. Actually, I won't say that. This lock is the most confident I've felt about any of my locks so far this year. Lock them in. Oh, yeah. And I'm with you 100%. Lock it in. I'm taking BYU at Autzen Stadium. But, I mean, go ahead and lock it in. We can play the sound. This has to be Bo Nix's biggest test. He has to step up and play in this ball game. He has to play this this ball game and show the fans that you know what what happened against Georgia was a bad game. It's like, but I can lead this team. And BYU is really that first test post Georgia. So he has to play well in this ball game. I do think that BYU they're going to win the game and they're going to cover. I mean, if they win the game, they will cover. But Bo Nix, do yourself a favor, man. You left Auburn when you did not have to. You chose to leave Auburn because you thought you had a better shot at playing at Oregon, which, by by the way, you beat Oregon at one point. Your, your first start ever as a true freshman, you beat Oregon, and you played a pretty good game. And you left Auburn, so you're trying to prove something, I guess. And so far, you're not proving shit. So prove yourself in this game. <laughs> you're really calling out Bo Nix here. Yes, yeah. I am. I mean, I don't think it's going to be this game. I got BYU all the way. And Oregon just has not impressed me that much at all. Looks like they won 70-14 to 14 last week against Eastern Washington. But you're playing a different team. You're playing BYU. And if Oregon wins this game, I'll have to reevaluate what I think about BYU and Oregon. But up until this point, I think... I think it's going to be a great game to watch. This game's at 2.30 p.m. our time here in Pensacola, 3, 3.30 Eastern time. So, nice game to start off your Saturday. Not start off, but, you know, pretty much start off your Saturday. And uh, unless you have any missing games that I missed, that's going to be it for us. We ran a little bit over that hour mark, but we got it down from last week, and that's what's important. <laughs> thank god <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna have to figure out a more concise way to go about these games maybe we'll we'll have to not go through well, all the top 25 nonsense games real quick and then start with the serious ones yeah yeah just knock them out real quick but you know what we we got 
I like having Justin on here because he knows a lot about college football and he's, he's a statistician and he'll pull out stats from D2 schools and he'll pull out stats from these smaller schools. And I hate to, I hate to not let him, you know, do his thing about that. It just goes. Fun fact. So fun I'm fact. not saying he's, I'm also not Justin. If you watch it, I'm not saying you're the reason why we go long either. <laughs> it's definitely not you. No, so Justin, Justin is, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's one of my best friends. I mean, we're all, we're all good friends on this podcast, of course. We're in Rudy, you're one of my best friends. Uh, and I mean, fun. You and Justin are in my, uh, in my wedding. My but, best friends. My best friend. Uh, but uh, like Justin, he was an intern for me at ESPN Pensacola, and he told me he's like, I'm a stats guy. I do. I, I just am infatuated with looking at stats, uh, like for all this stuff like he he drops all these stats like crazy that you would never even think about and so like the first assignment i gave him when he was still a senior at milton high school i was like i want you to go to the next high school football game and cover stats and he got the athletic director to give him like his own spot in the press booth nice uh, for him to be able to work and i'm like Dude, that's awesome! Like, good job. I gave I gave him an A. I mean, he got he got what he needed out of the internship, and he got a job. And now he's in the wedding. So, go Justin. Yeah, and I said this to you too this Saturday while we were watching the game. But I'm going to say it live on air here. College football extravaganza has successfully poached two ESPN radio analysts. That's right, you heard it here. Come here for the best stats, for the best shit talk. You know, we're we're almost we're almost barstool status, man. I'm telling you, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get there. <laughs> we're gonna get there. All right, until next week. Like I said, drop a like and subscribe, share the podcast, whatever you do. And it's gonna be a fun week of college football to watch. Can't can't wait for it. Have a good Let's one. Do it.